Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 103 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and as always, I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law. Ryan, what's going on? Not much. Uh, I feel like this week has been, I don't know, its it's been fast and it's been slow at the same time. Oh, I love but, those kind of weeks. Yeah, like I looked at my week and it was Thursday. <laughs> and I, I feel like I did some slash a lot, but at the same time, I feel like I did nothing. So my life is a conundrum and I'm falling into the void that is time. I think we How all was are. your week? <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. This week just seems so strange to me. I felt like it was super quiet, like on the socials, on Twitter, certainly in our Discord. It just kind of seemed like a barren wasteland almost. Like there was really, outside of the GameStop trading Wall Street debacle, which we're really not going to get into here, I just felt like it was super quiet is the best is the the best way i could describe it and almost eerie in a certain sense first off hold the line we got this guys gamestop rebellion and yeah no it it, maybe it's a calm before the storm before yeah but uh, yeah no i I feel the same way it's it's kind of been a weird week but like how is it already february like i don't know where january went like it just flew by well, that's kind of like the uh, the case for all of 2020. I mean, as long as long as that year felt, it still somehow went by so quick, which makes no sense going back to your conundrum of the void of time. Yeah, no, I heard something that like the first 25 years of your life feel like the last 75 years of your life because of time dilation. And like the fraction of each year slowly adds up to the first one, 25 years, which is depressing because I have 75 years to feel like the first 25 left. This is the Otaku Brothers podcast. Yeah, we talk about games and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great time doing it. We uh, last week had a pretty chill episode, and we're coming back you coming back at you with another pretty relaxed episode. We have more of Chuck Klosterman's superthetical's to get to at the tail end of the show. And if you missed last episode, I would definitely encourage you to go back and listen to it. Ryan and I had a lot of fun answering five of those ridiculous questions. Of course, the follow-up to Chuck Klosterman's hypotheticals where he just kind of presents a weird situation and you have to off the cuff kind of just answer a weird question. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Put yourselves in the shoes of either a real person or a, as the name would imply, hypothetical person or superthetical person. And uh, yeah, it's just really good time. So we got to talk about the games that we've been playing this week, how our weeks went, and then uh, yeah, we'll, we'll cap things off with some superthetical's. And uh, moving forward, I mean, you know, we're, we're a pretty flexible show, pretty dynamic in terms of what we what we talk about. Yeah. And so until we have uh, some fun video game news to jump on, I guess we're just going to you're just going to be here hearing us talk through these weird hypothetical situations. Yeah, I mean, we want I mean, after the first five, we wanted to keep on going, um, but we also want to have multiple episodes with this. But we I mean, I've been itching all week to answer more of these questions because I could easily sit down and rush through 50 of them. So. Oh, easy. Yeah. Easy, for sure. But uh, how was your week, man? I mean, it sounds like it was pretty slow, fast. and Yeah, I mean, I think, was it Wednesday? I sat down. I was doing work while in the background um, watching uh, Survivor. Oh, my 
goodness, people. Yeah, I committed. I was told that I have to watch season one, and I think I watched the first three episodes maybe a month ago or so, mm-hmm. and then I steamed through f- 11 episodes on Wednesday. And I mean, while working, it's pretty easy to do, and it was a good time. Yeah, It's I a very it. binge-worthy show, far more than I think anyone would actually think of or think about. Like, I remember... A couple months ago, and I do want to do a little plug here for good friends of the show, Zach and Chronolink91, Alec. They, of course, do the Tarkaron podcast, Tarkaron Show, where Zach is a tremendous super fan of Survivor, and he's taking Alec, kind of a newbie to the show, through each of the seasons. And so right now they're going through one of my personal favorites, Survivor All-Stars, which I think is season eight. I think it's eight. Yeah. Uh, And they've, of course, have gone through seasons one through seven already. And what they do on their, their YouTube channel is they actually react to the episode. So Zach will edit them watching an episode. You actually get to watch kind of the highlight clips of the episode with them. They react to it in real time. And then they also do an after the fact, what did you think about that episode? So, I mean, it's one of those things where I distinctly remember watching the very first season of Survivor when I was, I would have been seven or eight, went back in 2001, I think, when it first aired. Watching it at my mom's house and then just back and forth between my parents' house that was just a staple in our household. We yeah. always watched Survivor. I've always had this fascination with Island Life and Robinson Crusoe, Treasure Island. All of that stuff to me has just always been so interesting. Mm-hmm. So much so that like, and this is going to sound nuts and nutty, but like watching movies like Castaway, it was like, wow, this is going to sound nutty again. But how cool would it be to just be plopped on an island and ha- finding a way to survive? <laughs> Now, unfortunately, someone like uh, Tom Hanks in that movie didn't have the luxury of a cast and crew of 400 people, you know, directing him to a water fountain where he can magically get all the water <laughs> yeah. he needs. And, yeah. you know, Jeff Probst isn't coming and saying, hey, if you win this challenge, you get a life si- supply, lifetime supply of Mountain Dew and hot dogs. But, uh, you know, I've always been really just fascinated with that type of stuff. And so uh, I've always wanted to be a contestant on Survivor. Yeah. So this week I took that one step further and I started... I started my application, Ryan. Very nice. Have you trained at all? No, oh, fuck. Dude, I haven't worked out. <laughs> like... I mean, not just training, like learning survival tactics. And like, I remember when you were a Navy SEAL back at Bowling Green. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, did you, you didn't do Boy Scouts or anything? No, or, like, like I would Scouts? be, and that's, it would be completely out of the element for me. Do you think if you got accepted, you would like crash course? survival tips 100 percent. yeah no i would need to and i think i would need to you know maybe you and i can get back into swimming or something like that yeah because one it's a great form of exercise do some archery like oh yeah javelin throwing everything jousting the whole nine (laughs) yeah learn how to fly (laughs) like yeah yeah Yeah, no i think i would definitely have to go through like some type of you know crash course to learn uh just the general like hey this is the 101 prep course for survivor because it's i don't know how quick or how far in advance they tell you about like the place that you're going like season one was was it borneo mm-hmm. and then season two was australia but mm-hmm. like do you just watch a bunch of bear grills and be like oh you don't need this spider because you'll die in 15 minutes or like you know i, I don't know what the contestants get prior to going to these places but i'm sure they are warned like i just i just wrapped up season three my rewatch of africa our survivor when they uh they played in africa and one of the first things they were told is that 
these are the big five of Africa. And it was like uh, lions and rhinos and hippos and jaguars or whatever it was, the five like main predator animals that you could potentially come across in Africa. And kind of, I guess, like how would you, uh, what would you do in a situation if you come face to face with like a lion or whatever? Yeah, no kidding. Um, but yeah, one of the interesting things about Africa. Has anyone died on the show? There have been many medical evacuations, yes. Okay, so pretty close to death. And that's why I want you to watch or continue watching Survivor Australia because uh, I think the first medical medical evac happens on season two. Yeah, there's a lot of weird animals in Australia. They're like the bastard childs, like the mistakes of all the animals. Oh, is that how that... Fucking platypuses are just like the epitome. It's like a duck mammal that lays eggs and it can poison you with its like claw like claw flippers Mm. but they're adorable have you ever seen like a platypus pup yeah i used to have one as a pet me too right next to my chinchilla (laughs) (laughs) and my freaking lemur uh yeah no survivor is great so what do you think of season one overall like did it kind of you know exceed your expectations how cringeworthy was it back in all the references to old school early 2000s stuff I really liked it. Um, yeah, it, I mean, watching Fast and the Furious 1, which is still that time frame, and then going into Survivor. Um, there's, there's definitely characters or people, I guess, um, that you start to like and strongly dislike others. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I, I didn't know what was going to happen, and that's kind of the fun of it. I never really watched Survivor. Um, I, I associated Survivor and Fear Factor to be in the same kind of boat, mm. and I still don't really understand the difference between them because I think they're pretty similar. But dude, Fear Factor is literally just straight challenges and eating really disgusting food. Where Survivor is like a social experiment where you put eighteen people together on an island, two separate groups typically, and you basically force them to survive these elements together, yeah. work together in challenges people that come from completely different walks of life. It's, I think it's completely different than Fear Factor. And I think that is where people, like that's that was Lauren's disconnect too. She's yeah. like, I want nothing to do with this show. And then she watched the first season with me and she's since watched like 25 seasons in the past four months. Yeah, I just kept getting pulled out of the season one on your Amazon account and going to 25. And I was like, either Rusty or Lauren are watching right now. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, we were more like American Idol kids. Mm, uh, or like Zaboomafu. Okay. Speaking of lemurs, yeah, what and, a great reality um, television show! Yeah, I mean those two brothers and that lemur just hopping off into the distance. Mm-hmm. Good times, but yeah, no, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's the I think the personalities and like it's some of it's over the top. Oh yeah, but I, I don't think I'd survive. Mm-hmm. Like the, the first guy, the, like there was one dude who was always fishing. And, like, getting stingrays and stuff. I'm like, I could be that guy. Like, I'd be fish boy. You'd be Rupert. Rupert? Mm-hmm. You strike me as a Rupert kind of guy. I don't know what that means, but I'll take it as a compliment. Oh, it's definitely a compliment. Rupert's one of my favorite contestants to ever play. Was that the, the long-haired dude we just watched, or was that... No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy's... I, I have, like, a, a list of people that are my favorite survivors. I don't want to get into it too much, because I know Chronolink might be listening. I don't want to spoil anything for him. Okay. But I'm really curious to see, as you continue to watch the show, who kind of becomes your favorite, especially leading up to the All-Star season, 
because I'm obviously we're not going to borrow from Tar- uh, Tarkaron or you know we already do that enough with the super. We're going to do a reaction live <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> no, but I would love to hear like kind of your uh, drafted list of people that you think should make it to the All Star Show. Okay. I mean, you don't need to watch. Every- I would love for you to watch all the seasons leading up to All Stars. I doubt you're going to, but yeah, I started. Uh, I did maybe one episode of Australia so far, and then I had to turn it off last night. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't in the mood. I wasn't feeling it. Um, I hopped around to like six different shows. I ended up watching WandaVision season or episode four, mm. um, and I, it's starting to pick up. Oh, is it? Um, the first three episodes were kind of just laying the groundwork, and I thought they were pretty dull overall. Um, but once you get into se- or episode four, it really kind of picks up and explains a lot of what the fuck is going on. Well, good. So that's good. And then I watched uh, Mr. Robot, most oh, of nice. season one. Yeah. Which is a good time. Rami Malek and his beautiful chin. He, he's got a jaw that could just, like, splinter trees. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. He's I, a good-looking dude. He is. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good time. There's four seasons on Amazon, which I was I didn't know there was even four seasons Nice to begin with. Um, I think I got halfway through season two on my original watch, but I think it was on Hulu. But that one, I think they only had half a season two, or it was still coming out, mm. um, like episode every week. So i seeing now that I can binge it. Like... I don't know if I could have watched Survivor week to week. Like, similar to, like, American Idol. It's it's way better to binge it, but it's also dangerous. I don't think... It'd be tough to watch really any show week to week at this point because we have things like Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and the luxury of... I mean, it would ask you from episode to episode, like, do you want to continue watching or fast forward to the next? And just, like... I just feel like they're personally attacking me like are you still watching it's like seven hours later <laughs> yeah but we've just become so accustomed to just the consumption of it all that like yeah. i could never ever imagine going back to a reality where i had to wait weeks or season to season months between uh lost episodes yeah like you had the luxury of literally watching every episode back to back to back without any kind of wait time imagine little old rusty Watching the two-part pilot episode of Lost and then having to wait week to week going to middle school lunch with my buddy uh, Trevor and just chatting it up every single day or every single week, I should say, between episodes. Yeah, I'm sure Trevor since then has like gone through many survival classes, which you neglect. He's actually a uh, a United States Marine. See, I told you he's surviving. (laughs) Literally. I'm not even kidding. He is a Marine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like even... I think now with the subscription service, they're going to, I mean, Disney's probably doing it because they want you to keep subscriptions longer Mm. instead of doing like, I think uh, HBO lost like 50% of their viewers after Game of Thrones left. Um, But I believe it. Yeah. It's, it's hard to not binge stuff. So like, hopefully when they release the Witcher eventually uh, it's all at once. Yeah. Yeah. But those are the two real things I've been doing this week as far as shows. I'm just rubbing my feet, bro. You okay down there? Yeah. You're making a lot of noise. I've had uh, two poison juices and a f- two cups of coffee. So you're like really amped up I, right I'm now. very awake. You're ready to talk about stuff and things, right? Yeah. 
It's, it's kind of we like it here on the Talking Brothers. But uh, yeah, so pretty chill week for me. I really have nothing new to report outside of little shout out, another shout out. We're just all we're just full of them on today's episode. Uh, Lauren was on the Cartridge Club. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So a community of really awesome people that every month they have a different game that they play and then they hop behind some mics and chat about the game uh, kind of beginning to end. And Life is Strange was the December game of the month. And when uh, a friend of the show, Josh Frantic, was uh, kind of had a call out for potential guest hosts, uh, I said, hey, Lauren would love, she recently bought Life is Strange, she would love to play it, and I'm volunte- uh, volunteering her to be a potential gu- uh, guest. And so her, Blink, Josh, and uh, one other uh, Cartridge Club community member got together and recorded a show. I thought it was great, and gosh, Life is Strange is such a lovely game, if not a little uh, a little heavy. Yeah. And uh, I actually recently bought Before the Storm, which is the prequel, and then I also picked up Life is Strange too. So uh, when my... When I come down from the experience that was Life is Strange, I think I'll eventually play uh, Before the Storm. Very nice. Because everyone needs more Chloe in their life. And you'll know what that means. So do all three games follow the same characters or? Before the Storm is a prequel. So Chloe is kind of the sub main protagonist of the first season. Okay. Um, Max Caulfield and Chloe, they're kind of best friends. I'm not going to try and spoil the whole story or anything for you, but you definitely need to play it. Life is Strange 2 is a completely different story, but it's in the same universe. So okay. at the beginning of the game, they actually kind of almost a Mass Effect type th- deal. They ask you what decision you made at the very end of the game. Okay, and the prequel is the same characters from game one? Chloe. I don't know much beyond the fact that you're playing as Chloe. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so... Definitely, if you've not played Life is Strange, uh, don't listen to that episode until you play it. But my goodness, play that game. It is so, so, so good. But I think almost 20 minutes of uh, usual life happenings, Ryan. Why don't we get into the games that we have been playing recently? The segment that we always do here in Ataka Brothers. What have you been playing this week? Well, I've been playing Final Fantasy X. I think I talked about it a bit last week. I started that game. I made a little bit of progress. I am at a wall, the first wall. Oh, um, it's like a. I think his name's like Sin Spawn Gyu or something like that. It sounds about right. Yeah, some big like I don't even know what it is. Like a lizard thing with arms, like arm paddles. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, like a you know Final Fantasy boss. It's ringing a bell. So I, I don't know, maybe Friday or Thursday. I was I guess yesterday was Friday. Um, so Thursday night, I was playing a bit of that. Got to the battle. I was like 15 minutes into this fight. And I was like, oh, dude, probably almost killed it. And it was like, you still have 8,000 out of 12,000 health. And then I was just like, you know what? I either have to grind or like, I probably have to grind out some skills to help my strategy. But yeah, I, I took a break from that. I downloaded... I, I mean, I gave into the temptation that is RuneScape. Oh my gosh! And uh, it, it's better than Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes. I don't, dude. However, you have to, you know, sell it Justifi- to yourself. <laughs> yeah, this is how I'm justifying it. So I, I just got on that. It's it's a guilty pleasure. Um, just turned on Lost or something in the background. Survivor, but yeah. What every time, like every time, I just say Lost instead of Survivor. It's probably because you want to be watching Lost. Yeah, be watching yeah, I Survivor. do. Um, I, I, f- I should bring those back to you sometime because if Lauren's restarting my that, Lost seasons, yeah, yeah, you should do that. Um, but yeah, I, I was, I started playing RuneScape again, just, just to relax. Um, 
I don't really have any goals. I'll probably give it up in the, ne the next couple weeks, but <laughs> that's how it is. I mean, you never really stop being a RuneScape player once you start. It's just you're on a sabbatical. You and uh, Pete should get together and have a Final Fantasy XI RuneScape conversation sometime. That would be dangerous in probably like six hours. Because the funny thing about you know Johnny Millennium, Happy Console Gamer, two former addicts speak of their past, I think episode 92 of All Gen Gamer or something like that. When they were talking, they had this like 30 minute conversation about MMO addictions and Johnny was on the camp of like, no, like I had to count to 10, sell all my armor, or give all my armor away to like my clan members, put the game down and never play again because he had invested thousands of hours at that point. So there was no way he was really going to go back to it because yeah. he gave away his best armor that he'd been grinding for for, for months, years, however that, long it was. That's exactly what Ben did too. Yeah. yeah and, but then Pete was on the camp of, you know, I've quit this game a number of times because you never really quit. And then Johnny was like, no, like, I, I, I'm i done. Like, I can never go back to this game. You know, Pete, you're one of those people that does heroin. And then the next day, you're kind of like, oh, you know what? I don't need this anymore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Stronger addict than I. Yeah, you know, but you are in the same camp of Pete. You're like, oh, you know, you take sabbaticals, but you never really quit RuneScape. Yeah, I'm, I, I would take the Johnny approach for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. I mean, that was like an everyday addiction. Like, I pumped too much money into that game. And, like, I lived and breathed. Like, I have so many spreadsheets for that freaking game. But yeah. as far as RuneScape goes, I don't know. I've, like, I literally have a cape on my character that signifies that this character's been around for 15 years. That's special. And it's, it is, it is really special. <laughs> the, like, the bottom of it, like, so, not to get too deep into the weeds. Um, so, 99 is, like, the highest level for, like, you get a cape showing that you maxed out the skill. And maybe three years ago, they added 120 cape. Um, so to get to level 90, 90, 13 million XP, which takes, say you're getting 50,000 XP an hour, mm -hmm. you need 13 million XP. So it's hundreds of hours. To get to level 120, you need 104 million. Whoa. So it's like 99 times like nine or eight. So it's a lot of time. Like, hundreds and hundreds of hours and like the the cool thing is it's a different shape cape cool different shapes awesome but like there's a little like fire kind of mist emote coming off of it and i'm like you know what there's no way in hell i'm ever gonna invest thousands of hours into a cape so what i did was i mean at 15 years you get this cape that has like a fire emote on the bottom of it mm -hmm. so i got the cool look like the the awesome armor looking thing, um, but I didn't have to sink most of my life into it. Nice. So, yeah, before I did my sabbatical, I bought 99 Prayer, which is one of the ones I bought construction previously and got 99 construction, which is one of the like OG, expensive, you're awesome kind of capes. And then Prayer's the other one. I think that's the one that Diana always wanted was 99 Prayer. Mm. Um, Lauren always wanted 99 range um, but yeah I, I'm getting 99 prayer um, I went from level 83 to 87 I think okay. in a couple of days it, it it's costing me 170 million coins okay now we're getting into the weeds of stuff that no one knows what's going on anymore okay so it, it's a lot of money but I'm it's like 500,000 XP an hour yeah which is good you know, it's interesting, you know, we, you know, your love of RuneScape and just kind of that, I don't want to say addiction mentality, but it is something that like 
similar to trophies for me. It's kind of this dopamine release. It's it's your happy place. It's the thing that makes you happy playing video yeah, games. It makes in you the feel same way safe that, and loved. Yeah, well, in the same way that, you know, I have a, a co-worker of mine that has over 900 hours in Animal Crossing. Yeah. And so over the course of all of 2020, that's all he played was Animal Crossing. And then someone like me probably spent 1,200 hours playing video games last year, but I played, you know, however many number of games that I ended up playing through last year. But, hey, man, to each their own, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm the one to judge that, you know, you enjoyed RuneScape or Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. If it brought you joy in that time of your life, and so be it. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm proud of it, but it's something that I can mention here. It's not something I'm, like, shouting from the rooftops, like, I'm a RuneScape player. Like, <laughs> nice to meet you, new client. It is definitely, like, priority number one on your Tinder profile. That's yeah, the, yeah, it's definitely a guilty pleasure. Um but yeah, no, it's I I know what I'm getting into. The games like there's old school, which is like 2007 kind of graphics, and then there's a new one. And I've put so much time into my character that's now in this new kind of server that Ben hates. Um, I'm I'm just enjoying my time before I give it up again, and then pick it up maybe years down the line. That's good. I mean, and that's the way to play it. And the other piece to my comment before, or my comment that I just said is, as long as it's not detrimental to yourself your health or anyone else then by all means you know keep collecting platinum trophies as long as you don't surpass me you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's an addiction that's gonna be <laughs> like i don't know if you'll ever break the the trophy addiction i i can never get in like i i don't know video games for me it's the the whole trophy hunting thing kind of got me out of my love of video games for like three weeks and i had to take a break and I mean, more power to you if you can focus on something for that long to get platinum it. Um, I mean, I, for a week straight, played Dark Souls, like, religiously Mm -hmm. over shutdown. And it just, I don't know. I I had to take a break because it was detrimental to my health to play video games. And I think I, I came back rejuvenated. So... No, and it definitely can be unhealthy. I think the best way, or I shouldn't say the best way, I should say the way that it works for me is that, you know, when I start a new game, I look at the trophies as as long as if there's a story specific or hidden trophy, I don't look at those. But if it's Uncharted being a perfect example, if Uncharted 1, there's story-focused trophies that I don't look at, and then there's a whole slew of them that's kill 50 people with the handgun, kill 50 people with the sniper rifle, kill 50 people with the 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 machine gun, whatever it might be, that type of stuff I'll look at. I'll typically throw up a spreadsheet, lock it in just so that I can kind of like highlight the ones that I've checked off and stuff like that. But stuff like Dark Souls or Demon Souls, like there's just specific games that I don't even bother looking at the trophies until the credits roll. And then I look, okay, can I go back or do I even want to go back and look at some of these and, and try and replay certain segments of the game? And sometimes the answer is yes, absolutely, because I feel like you can get more bang for your buck you know if you pay 70 dollars for a game 60 50 whatever it is i feel like trophies are a great way to get more enjoyment out of a game because it literally rewards you for going out of your way to do something that you wouldn't otherwise experience because you're going down this linear progression path or whatever yeah and i mean that's why probably dark souls 3 is my favorite trophy that i've gotten um i didn't look at trophies like to your point the first playthrough and then I looked at the trophies where I had to make multiple playthroughs for different trophies. Um, but now that I've kind of completed it, I can make any build I want and I know where I'm, 
the rings are, where the spells are. Um, so I can just progress the game and I don't have to look up guides like, where's the armor or the spells I need to throw a fireball at a better damage rate? It's like, no, I need the fire ring. I know where that is. I know where this fireball is and I know where the people that I, sell me fireballs are. So I'll progress pretty quickly and just enjoy my playthrough. So. Yeah, because I mean, to your point earlier, it can quickly burn you out if you do go out of your way so much so to get a particular trophy or a bunch of trophies. Yeah. And then it's like, I never want to play this game again. And I would never want to do that for really any game on my shelf or any game that I buy. Is like, if I play through the game and I love just the base experience and then I go out of my way to get trophies and it's like, <laughs> yeah, that ruined my love of it. If it's going to ruin my love, I kind of just like, nope. I, I had my fill with the base game and I'm good to go. Yeah. I think if you can strike that balance and find that balance and uh, that that's the way that I've enjoyed trophy collecting, if you will. Yeah, no, I agree. The bed of chaos can suck a dick though. Yeah. Dark Souls one. Not a fan. Not a fan either. I do want to circle back on something though. Yeah. So your final fantasy stuff. Yes. So what's going on there? You just, you can't, cause I know your way is typically grinded out. Well, I mean, I spent enough. maybe five hours watching lost or watching a show and grinding just for fun um and i mean i did one attempt so it's not like i've tried 15 attempts and i just i can't beat this wall it's okay it was i tried it once i realized how far i was and how much research i had to do to figure it out um and i just i wasn't feeling it towards the end of the week i just wanted to kind of relax okay which is where i got into the runescape stuff um but yeah no i'll go back it's uh, I I was more trying to brute force it just to see how far I could get. Um, but, yeah, I can beat him. Gotcha. I think I eventually got down to, like, less than half health. Um, I hit his head enough to get that destroyed. So I was on to his, like, lower half, like, killing his arms. So it, it's not that I can't beat it. It's just I wasn't in the mood after seeing how far I was. I like that mentality. So, so we'll circle back next week then. Yeah. So I'll probably beat it this weekend, today, maybe, today or tomorrow. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. What have you played? I've been playing a whole assortment of things as I typically do. Uh, The first game I do want to talk about is actually a demo. Oh, cool. I think it was my number four most anticipated game of the year, and that is Balan Wonderworld. How was that? You know, I would definitely steer clear of the Nintendo Switch version. Uh, I was reading a number of people tweet about it. And I actually want to pull up a tweet here from TV and Lust. Craig, of course, this is the person that I got into YouTube because of. He played the demo, and I assume he played the Switch version. And he said, tried Balan Wonderworld demo, and woof, that's a rough game. Doesn't run great, and despite its playful characters and overall aesthetic, isn't very joyful to play. Feels like a game from 20 years ago in the worst ways. And... I would tend to disagree a little bit. I think it really kind of has just stripping the gameplay side of it out. You just look at kind of the sum of its parts. I think the music in the game is so lovely. You heard a little bit of it when yeah, you came over no, here. Yeah, it's, no, it's good. It sounds really good. It looks beautiful. Of course, I was playing on PS5. The environments are just so, so vibrant and colorful. You have kind of a an assortment of characters that you can kind of choose from at the very beginning of the game, either boy or girl. And yeah, I don't know. I think the, the biggest problem that I had with it is that the, when you play a platformer, you kind of expect there to be some momentum and the characters jump. Mm -hmm. And when your character jumps in Balan Wonderworld, it just feels really stiff 
and kind of almost robotic. You kind of just jump and you go completely vertical and come right back down. There's no kind of momentum with the jump that you would see in a Mario game or Banjo-Kazooie or the many other platformers that people have probably played around here. And so I think that is going to be one of the biggest points of frustration for me. I mean, it's no secret that I tend to be more forgiving than maybe most when it comes to really any games. Especially platformers. And especially platformers. I mean, Ukulele was literally one of my favorite games of the past decade when we originally created those lists. Yeah. Would probably not make the list if I made the li- uh, if I made those edits today, but that's neither here nor there. Really, I think, you hate ukulele now? I mean, I've since played games like Journey, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Well, actually, you know that technically wouldn't be qualified. I don't know. I've played other games that came out over the past decade that I think would potentially knock off. Ukulele. So would it still? I mean, it'd probably still be top five platformers of all time, or would you? But oh, that gosh. gets into Donkey Kong and like all your classics. Yeah, we're not getting end into this of the day. Today. Ukulele sucks. So, are you able to? You're you're complaining about the verticality of the jump, and it just kind of not much momentum. It, can you? Is there a sprint that you can get kind of a longer jump? Well, that's the other thing too. I was watching gameplay side by side of uh, PlayStation Five versus Switch, and it almost looked like your character was on ice when you were playing the Switch version. You really? were kind of like scooting around and stuff like that. And so I would just, again, I would just reiterate, do not play this on Nintendo Switch. If you have any interest in playing Balan Wonder World, I believe it's on Xbox. So get on Xbox, get it on PlayStation. That is where you should be experiencing this game. However, I also don't think this game is going to be getting glowing reviews. I think this is probably going to come in at like mid to high 60s, low 70s on Metacritic, which I don't really care about review scores. Ultimately, I'm going to play the game and determine for myself whether or not it's, it brings me the joy that I kind of expected it would. Yeah. And I think the game is just super, super happy. Again, very vibrant and colorful, really cute characters. And I really only got a small taste of what I assume is going to be probably uh eight to 10 hour game, maybe, maybe okay. five to six. I don't know. Who knows how long it's going to be, but it sounds like there's also a lot of different collectibles that you would expect to have in a platforming game. Pete ended up playing it for like five or six hours on Twitch the other night, uh, of course, trying to learn and create speedrun routes and find things like that. So if he can get five to six hours of enjoyment out of a demo, I'm sure once I get the full game, it'll probably end up becoming one of my favorite games of the year, you know? Okay. Have you ever beaten Odyssey? Did you ever play that? Because I, I know I beat it first. No, when I played Super Mario Odyssey, it didn't really click for me. Uh, not that it wasn't a good game. Obviously, it's it's brilliant. Uh, it's just I wasn't in the mood for, I guess, a Mario platformer at the time. Okay, that's fair. So I kind of put it down after a couple hours spent with it. Uh, I mean, it has everything you would expect to have in a 3D Mario platformer. Beautiful, great music. Mario controls super, super well, but... Um, uh, yeah, I'm surprised on how well Mario controls because I've, I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure or what, but I've just been nonstop watching Mario Odyssey speed runs and like challenge runs. Um, there was like a no hat, like to grab certain item runs, which they just rerouted the speed run for. And like, it's so crisp. Like you need to eventually play it when you're in the mood. But. Oh no, I will. I mean, but is it all that surprising? I mean, they've been making Mario games. It's for like the past- 35 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they had a shitty formula, I mean, like Pokemon at this point. I mean, if we had 35 years of ukulele, we probably would have gotten a, a game that you liked by now. I was, the Impossible Lair. <laughs> yeah. Impossible Lair is pretty damn good. Yeah, up until 
hell level. Yeah, that final but, level. But yeah, you know, Balan Wonder. Else? Yeah, I played a couple other games. Balan Wonderworld. I would definitely give it a try. Again, the demo is free, so you're not really losing out if you end up downloading it. I think if nothing else, the game looks really, really nice and the music's great. But uh, yes, I did play a couple other games. One of which was kind of for uh, the Box Office Bliss podcast. Fast and Furious Crossroads. This, of course, was the final <laughs> game revealed at the end of ga- the Game Awards, and I think 2019. It's like yeah, because that was like when they introduced or they gave Game of the Year to Sekiro with Vin Diesel and another girl from Lost, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, so they, those two come out on the stage, and you would expect or anticipate something a little uh, maybe more across the board, unanimously praised and loved to be i mean again i think that's the problem with the game awards they just can't stick the landing with the games that they reveal like why would you and we've we've beaten this horse to death at this point but you look at the 2020 game awards and they end with a mass effect game announcement for a game that's probably not coming for another seven years but earlier in the show you revealed perfect dark yeah like come the fuck on why would you not really long trailer which was amazing like why wouldn't you end the show with a perfect dark reveal and then in 2019 let's see vin diesel's face in a video game for a movie franchise that is i don't want to say niche but like come on unless you're you've been on the hype train for uh fast and furious for the past 15 years like that that game is doing nothing for people yeah, I mean, they're, they've been consistently hitting a billion dollars in the box office for all of them. They're, I mean, critically acclaimed, like up there with Titanic and The Godfather and maybe like 101 Dalmatians. Cinematic masterpieces, yeah. I agree. But yeah, no, the game is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked, in, I mean, I watched you play it when I came over to play sk- stuff. Oh yeah, shit, we played another game. But like, uh, yeah, it's insane. Like, I, I watched the first Fast and the Furious pretty tame movie like pretty realistic but you were like i don't even know like you tethered a bomb the size of like a a semi truck to your car and it was just flying around your car as you're like blowing up cops and like there were like 50 cops at least behind you the one you just lightly tap their mirror or like the side of them they just explode (laughs) like fly into space you're like what happened and like this bomb is just consistently like flying, like penduluming around you. No scratches. Your car looked great after. Yeah. You blew up like you killed people like in that chase. So, yeah, it, it was a game. I'm pulling up my beat tweet. So this is what I. This did is, you beat it? Oh yeah, of course I did. Oh cool. Yeah, of course. This is how I would summarize. Did you platinum in it. 240 characters or less. No, I got. I got some beef with the platinum stuff going okay. on. Okay, we'll get to that. I was going to say, if if it's a week without a platinum from you, it's it's dark. Relax. It's a dark time. Relax, we'll get there. You got like 40 last week. Fast and Furious Crossroads played and controlled like a wannabe Burnout 3. I'm not sure I ever knew or cared about what was going on with the plot, yet I still had fun. Much like the movies, you're here for family, cool cars, and stupid action. Which I would just echo the sentiments of myself one more time. You really are there because you love the Fast and Furious movies, the characters, the cool flashy cars, and the stupid action. Yeah. This game has all of that in abundance. I actually felt like the driving controlled really well. Mm. I'm kind of... I haven't played many racing games outside of Mario Kart in years. Yeah. But it really does play like Burnout 3 where you click R1 or L1 and you kind of ram a car off the road type of deal. And you literally get a slow motion action, action saying you oh, took God, them that down. That game was so good. Yeah, so I mean, you might actually like Fast and Furious Crossroads. Let's not get that far. <laughs> I, I'm more itching for Burnout 3. 
Yeah, no, so it's or, it's did just... Did you ever play Paradise? Just okay. No, I never played Paradise. Oh, I play the crap out of Paradise, too. Yeah, no, so Fast and Furious Crossroads, it was just all right. If anything, it got me more in the mood to play racing games. Hmm. After pod racing, I was just like, man, it has been so long since I've played a decent racing game yeah. outside of Mario Kart. And so no, I think time. Fast and Furious Crossroads definitely continued to scratch the racing itch, but I also downloaded Jack X Combat Racing. This, of course, is the Jack and Daxter racing game that came after Jack 3, largely because Jack 3, and even 2 for that matter, has a lot of like dune buggy racing type uh, situations with the campaign. And so they were like, what the heck, let's just make an entire game out of that. And Jack X Combat Racing kind of plays like Crash Team Racing and Mario Kart. It's hmm. kind of the the combination of both of those games, and it works really, really well. Oh, it is nice. so much fun, just a completely wreck havoc on these levels. You get all kinds of power-ups uh, on each of the varying courses. When you win the races, you collect what other currency than Precursor Orbs as your winnings, and it's actually a pretty robust game. I think it takes about 10 hours to beat. That's pretty long for a racing game. Yeah, and there's actually a story interwoven into it. It's not just like Mario Kart where you need to get the gold cup 15 times on all these different uh, cups or races or whatever. Mm. It's actually a pretty robust experience. So definitely, I think there's actually a retro game sale on PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation Network right now, and you can get Jack and Daxter the Precursor Legacy, Jack 2, Jack 3, and Jack X Combat Racing for fourteen ninety nine. So is it, was it the Jack game you wanted my PS3 for? Or what game was that? No, that is the uh, next game I've been working on. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Jack X Combat Racing, really good times. I've been having fun with the racing racing genre uh, when I haven't been in many, many years. Uh, the next game I was playing while uh, Laura and I were watching something, I can't remember. I was just continuing to play some games on Vita. Okay. Uh, speaking of Jack and Daxter, I was playing more Precursor Legacy on the Vita, and that game just does not really play well on a handheld. Yeah. It's a great novelty to have one of the, the PlayStation 2 greats on the go, but the frame rate, I mean, it, it runs at like 10 frames a second. Dude, you can't have, I mean, too many frames is way too much to ask. Like it's It just is pretty rough, but what I feel like doesn't run super rough are the Sly Cooper games on the hmm. Vita, and I have that collection as well. So I was playing through uh, a bit of Sly 2. What a great comfort food series that is. Comfort yeah. food game series, Sly Cooper, Sucker Punch. I know you're you're work you're in the trenches of working on Ghost of Tsushima too right now, but my gosh, Susanna Rue Games are the, did they go under the ones that made uh, Thieves in Time? Uh, I'd assume so. Yeah, I know <laughs> Susanna Rue Games. <laughs> uh, I I can't remember the actual name, but they made Thieves in Time on the PlayStation Three, which is why I wanted your PlayStation Three because I was in such a Sly Cooper mood, but I wanted to play a console game. Okay. And so you let me very graciously, I might add, yeah, borrow your PlayStation 3. And, I mean, uh, he's, he's, you're renting it from me, so it's like <laughs> five bucks a day cool. plus interest. Awesome. You got to love it. But uh, yeah, no, Sly Cooper is so good. I love the series. It works very well on Vita, but I want to get a little console experience in uh, Thieves in Time because I never played that back in the day. Cool. So outside of that, I also want to bring up a little fun thing here. I... Uh, We've talked about it before on the show, but I typically take part in the Gentleman's Challenge in the Discord server that uh, Zach manages of the Tarkaron Show. And maybe like two or three times a year, they do this Gentleman's Challenge where you list 
10 to 15, 20, really as many as you want games in your backlog that you want to, you're in the mood to play. Mm-hmm. And then Zach randomly pairs you up with someone and that person challenges you to beat one or two of those games. And if you beat it, you're a gentleman. If you don't, over the course of those two, month, two months, you are considered a rascal. And so the games that I ended up selecting or kind of putting out there as wanting to potentially play, I'm getting into them here, is uh, God of War. Nice. 2018. Batman Arkham Knight. Bioshock Infinite. Can't believe hmm. I never got around to playing that in 2013. Uh, I think it was 13 when that game came out. The Pathless on PS5. Prey on PS4, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. Obviously, I'm such a big fan of 1 and 2, but I never got around to playing this one. The Dark Pictures, Little Hope. Okay, what's that? That is the next game in the Dark Pictures anthology, the follow-up to Man of Madon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Little Big Planet 3, just because uh, coming away from Sackboy, a big adventure on PS5, just Sackboy's so cute. Yeah, and, and I just wanted some more of the Little Big Planet universe, so maybe I'll get challenged to play that. And then the final game is uh, Gris, Grease. Oh, the one Lauren loves. John Travolta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, I'll get tasked to play two pretty decent games. I don't think Chrono, because he's the person that I've been paired with. Hopefully, God of War has selected the games that Chrono. If this is making a biased decision, if you could pick God of War, that would be doing me a favor because I'm I'm sick of not being able to talk about it with Rusty. Yeah, I mean, really, all these games, I'm kind of in the mood to play right now. So whatever he ends up challenges, challenging me with, um, I think I have a good chance of beating him. Nice. So yeah, good list. Yeah, a whole bunch of games this week, really the both of us. And uh, the final thing, you actually came over a couple of days ago, and you texted me out of the blue and just were like, dude, I was just having, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I got my notepad out, which is writing this long letter to myself about how badly I want to play Resident Evil 7. Yeah, I, I think it was like a quarter-life crisis. Yeah. And like, I think maybe 15 minutes into gameplay, I I, I snapped out of that crisis. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we continued. We played, I don't know, like an hour, hour and a half, maybe like an hour and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. And I screamed. <laughs> I bellowed out some noise. Um, it, it's a scary, it's a scary game. Yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm enjoying myself. I, I figured you you love the series. I couldn't get into the fir- or third person kind of titles, but I'm fine to go through scary games if someone else is playing it. And holding your hand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I, I cuddled up with my coat <laughs> for some of those, but like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's the thing that makes like The Last of Us 2 or The Last of Us 1. Like I watched someone play The Last of Us 1 because... I want. I enjoyed the story a ton, but I just it's it's not fun for me to go through scary games. Um, I do want to eventually. I mean, you, you can. I don't care if you keep the PS3 over here. I'm not using it. Um, but I want to go through Dead Space mm. with you. Yeah. Um, because I've always found those games fascinating. I've w- watched some of the producers go through on how they created some of the effects, and it it, it looks amazing. I think it's. Some of the scariest games of all time. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I don't know when the Twitch stuff is going to be up and running, but I have plenty of games that I would love to just sit down on the couch here and play with you on the PS3. Yeah. I have, obviously, I have the Dead Space trilogy back there that I haven't touched. I have Silent Hill Homecoming. I have the Silent Hill Collection, which includes Silent Hill 2 and 3. And I remember back in the day, the, uh, I had a jam pack demo 
on the PS2. Anyone remember those? That's when I first played uh, War of the Monsters, great okay. little hidden gem on the PS2. But it's also where I played uh, Silent Hill 2 or 3 for the first time, the demo. We were going through this carnival, and there were all these like pink bunnies like with their heads cut off. It was really just creepy as hell, cool. um, but it would be a really just great experience, I think, for you and I to sit down and play through that together. Yeah, I mean, just coming out of a stressful day of work, going into a stressful video game. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's interesting, and it, for context reason, if we can play Resident Evil 8 together, that would I, I want to know what happens coming out of 7. Yeah, and definitely because it does continue Ethan and Mia's story, Yeah, and Ethan being the main protagonist and playable character there... You definitely want to have that foundation of the story in seven because what happens is absolutely nuts and how that carries over into eight thinking they're going to be able to settle down and have a normal life. And then they quickly realize, nope, real life's not no. possible. This is it, it does look like there was a big up res from PS4 to PS5. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know what graphical upgrade they, they that took place. I don't know if there's a frameage difference. Because you showed me some of the screenshots or some gameplay on the PS4. Um, but yeah, it looks a lot better on the PS5 for sure. Yeah, no, it looked beautiful. I mean, the game already looked great, but, um, definitely adds to the fear factor. Yes. That's for sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am here. Ryan actually is not with me. Yesterday, when we were recording the podcast, just before we were about to start the Superthetical's, we just weren't really feeling it. You know, energy levels were not ready to go into that. So he said, you know what? Let's put this on the back burner for now, and we'll come back tomorrow and record the episode. Well, last night, we ended up staying up pretty late playing some Halo 3 online with many of you, the listeners here in the Otaku Brothers community, and I had two Mountain Dews, which is something I haven't done in many, many years, so I said, you know what, no, let's just release a short and sweet episode talking about Survivor, we got some Balan Wonderworld impressions, Fast and Furious Crossroads, and Ryan's uh, renewed love of RuneScape, so hopefully it was a fun, entertaining episode for all of you. We're keeping it pretty short this week, and we will definitely be back next week with more Supertheticals, and I actually, you know, at, at the time of the episode when we were talking about the Gentleman's Challenge, Chronolink91 hadn't selected my games. Well, he ended up challenging me to play last night Bioshock Infinite and God of War from 2018, so maybe I'll have impressions about that on next week's episode. But we hope all of you are out there staying safe. Take care, and we hope, again, that you enjoyed listening to the episode. As always, if you want to write into the show, you have topics of suggestion for us, write in at otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Send us an audio question. We'd love to hear from you. And please, 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 if you'll do us the kind favor of going to wherever you listen to this podcast, throwing us a little review, rating us five stars, Take two minutes out of your day and write us a short and sweet little review, just like this episode was today. We would greatly appreciate it. And at this time, I would typically turn it back to Ryan to give some parting words to all of you, but uh, unfortunately, he's not here. So thanks again, everyone. Please, if you're not already in the Discord, hop in there. Again, last night, we played some Halo 3. It was a heck of a fun time, and we definitely have more game nights planned in the near future. 
All right, everyone, we will see you next week.